You're listening to the Film Marketing Academy podcast, the audio series dedicated to helping filmmakers create better film marketing campaigns faster. Join your host, Pascal Fintoni, for what promises to be an exciting and intriguing voyage of discovery filled with advice, stories, and film marketing ideas. Thank you for tuning in. And now, on with today's episode of the Film Marketing Academy podcast. It's the film marketing part of the show where we delve into a famous film from the past or an upcoming film that's just about to be launched. And we we talk about not only the film itself, but more importantly, we focus in on how that film was marketed or is being marketed. And it's, it's what are the lessons that we can draw from how that film was marketed and how we can use those lessons in our own marketing for our own businesses. And this week, we're going to talk about True Romance, which is obviously a film from a number of years ago, 1995, I think it was launched. And it's a Quentin Tarantino authored film, not directed by Quentin Tarantino, but written. And as you would expect with Quentin Tarantino, the dialogue in this film is incredible. Uh, Again, Pascal, I watched this film with my wife a couple of weeks back now, and there can't be a line in the film that doesn't advance the plot <laughs> or doesn't add to the the characterization of the people within there. And 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 marketers can learn so much just from analysing the the writing style of Quentin Tarantino. Now I know it's not for everybody. There's a lot of profanity in it, but you have got to marvel at the simple way he advances the plot using dialogue and also how he always weaves pop cultural references into the dialogue, whether it's burgers, whether it's setting scenes in Six Flags Magic Mountain theme park in in Los Angeles. It's instantly recognisable and those instantly recognisable dialogue memes and places and locations just suck the audience in and the plot is incredibly good as well so even before we get to talking about the actual marketing of the film back in you know 25 years ago it's still remarkable how much you can learn just by analyzing the way tarantino wrote this do you know, know you're making me a very very happy co-host <laughs> by choosing true romance honestly what what a choice because of course we take turns in terms of which film we're going to be talking about interesting that you mentioned 1995 as your mm. memory for the film because that's when the movie peaked as a um, video rental so that's kind of interesting that, that it was that, 1993 it came out of yeah, course. yeah yeah but of course yeah. um i may remind you I, I think it's fascinating because in 93 the movie was released and was deemed to be a failure at the box office. Now, what does mm. that mean? It meant that essentially just broke even. So I think the budget at the time was about $13 million, which of course is nothing compared to mm-hmm. what people spend nowadays, and didn't quite find its audience. I think, in fairness, the distributors were nervous about the film, didn't know what to make of it. And in 94, were then released in the US as a VHS rental, because that was where the days and became one of the top 10 rentals of 94, then then came across Europe. 
Now, at the time, Roger, I was working in a video rental store to pay right, my right. rent and uh, my food, you know, when I was studying at university. And I have to tell you, that video was out all the time. Mm. Um, what was interesting, back in the days of video rental, I used to work, I think, every other evening and then all weekends. So I would do... I would promise myself that if I'd been a good boy and studied or did the essay, then I could watch a film. You know, usually things were getting quieter in the evening. And that true romance, I must have worn the cassette by watching it so many times <laughs> in, in, in the store. And, of course, it came out in a year, and I, I apologize for getting the year wrong, but 1993, there was a, a load of other films out that year, wasn't there? I mean, two things that didn't help the film. To begin with, it was really what I called an auteur film, Scott. So you mentioned mm. the um, script by Tarantino, um, which actually started as a, a short story by his pal Roger Avery. But then mm. Tony Scott Brain brought that visual uh, expression, the choice of colours, the choice of framing. Some of the, the scenes are, are visually very memorable as well as uh, mm. the dialogue being memorable. But it was released as well in September after the summer blockbusters. So it's not great, um, you know, because normally you have that bit, you've got the summer blockbusters and then you've got the Christmas holidays blockbuster. But that year in 93, let me remind you, and I'm almost kind of picturing myself in that video store again, Roger, on the shelf was Jurassic Park, Mrs. That Fire, The Fugitive, (sighs) Shinja's List was out, The Firm, Indecent Proposal, one of my guilty pleasures, Demolition Man, (laughs) Philadelphia, and actually I loved it at the time, Tombstone. Remember Tombstone? (laughs) So you had all that going on in 93, then you released a movie during a potentially bad month, Uh, no surprise there, but like I said, top 10 video rental in 94 and 95. Again, I think you said it earlier in the podcast, when you're putting together content, you know, and we said today that we are media companies now as marketers, we are media companies, you're in it for the long game sometimes. And True Romance is a perfect example of the need for tenacity. You know, it, it became a cult classic. And, you know, you might be a little bit disheartened if in the early days of your podcast or the early days of your vlog, you're not getting the views that you deserve. But the the bottom line is, if the content is good, if the content is good, it will eventually gain traction. For me, Roger, you're right. The lesson is, of course, it would have been delightful for the producers and and the, um, you know, everybody behind the movie to do well at the box office, the kind of premium channel distribution. But it didn't happen. But what they did superbly well against all the big titles is the secondary channel of choice, you could argue. So you're right, maybe somebody's put together an amazing video and they want it to do well on YouTube. Of course you would. And maybe actually your audience is on LinkedIn and vice versa. You write this amazing um, blog post and you want it to do well on LinkedIn. In fact, you find the audience on Twitter. And I think it's about this channeling, channel marketing, you know, the find find the way. And sometimes, yes, you want the um, approval from your peers because you've done well on the big screen or on YouTube. Yes, you want, obviously, to be able to have the accolade uh, because, you know, you've done well through what is deemed to be the tried and tested channels. But sometimes there will be secondary and tertiary channels of distribution that will actually give you the success you deserve. Absolutely right. Absolutely right. And and it's those memories that these this film has created as well. I think, you know, we, we've talked about advertising straplines on the show before. And, and some of those famous advertising straplines that people will never forget, like Domestos kills all known germs dead or um, Formash gets smashed. 
those adverts have become legends. And this is one of those films to me where you can you, I can quote whole scenes verbatim because I've watched it not hundreds of times, but enough that those particular speeches, those particular phrases, have lodged themselves in my memory. And and there are of, of course loads of films, Star Wars, whatever it might be, that have sections of dialogue that stay in the mind. But this particular one, you know, as I said, pretty much every line is quotable. That's what was happening in the store where I was working. Yeah. Customers would be in a corner talking, because that was one of the, the lovely part of uh, being in the store. People would come in and talk to each other about the films. I suppose now they do it via the internet. But um, yeah. So you had the corner, people talking and laughing about romance and quoting scenes back to each other. Yeah. Um, whether it's yeah. Patricia Arquette or Kristen Slater or Gary Ullman, Val Kilmer, Brad Pitt. I think the Brad Pitt <laughs> character uh, left many people laughing. Christopher Walken, you know, against obviously... Um, Oh, goodness, Dennis Hopper. So there was so much going on there. But back to your point about the lasting impact and impression, I discovered certainly that in the, in the US, they have a regular True Romance Festival. Wow. Uh, the last one was uh, in 2018, to celebrate the 25th anniversary of the movie release um, back in, in 93. There is still a official True Romance Facebook page that fans can keep uploading their own artwork and uh, posing next to the hotels or through the pink Cadillac and, and that kind of thing. <laughs> and and for me, certainly, I was the very proud owner of the um, you know special edition DVD released 10 years later in 2003. And I'm wondering whether in 2023, which will be there for 30, years after yeah. the movie release we're going to have something very special um, in one of the True Romance Festival I'm told that Christian Slater and Patricia Arquet actually did a live reading of some of the dialogues oh, to the fans wow. whilst in, in, in the screening room so uh, yeah Fabulous memories Pascal <laughs> Fabulous memories so I think I think the lessons from True Romance are the, simp- the, the, the dialogue so take the dialogue to be the copy that you use in your marketing you know, every word matters. Does every word move the customer along? I just think that this is a, a just an absolute masterclass, an absolute masterclass. So it's been an absolute pleasure talking about true romance. And the danger is we could probably carry on talking about it for the rest of the morning. I'd certainly like to dissect some of those scenes that have stuck in the memory. But I don't think we have time. We have come to the end of the show. So, Pascal... Thanks, as always, for sharing your expertise and wisdom and knowledge with me. Great news items, great content, always a pleasure to talk to you. And thanks for everybody for watching and listening to Two Geeks and a Marketing Podcast. Please do subscribe wherever you consume your podcasts and videos. Leave comments and suggestions for us as well in the usual places. But until next time, go out there and make sure that your marketing is done right. I was Roger Edwards and he was Pascal Fintoni. Thank you for listening to the Film Marketing Academy podcast, the audio series dedicated to helping filmmakers create better film marketing campaigns faster. For more information about our film marketing consultancy and training services, go to filmmarketingacademy.com and book your free discovery video call. And if you haven't already, don't forget to subscribe and follow your host on social media for more updates.